fellas and all the listeners out there. Uh, this is Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra, recording from Madrid, Spain, the capital. Uh, all the Real Madrid Messi jerseys, my goodness, it's just a, an onslaught here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I'm recording here uh, just to pitch in uh, to the, what the... What the the other boys were talking about and yeah, they, they thought they'd include me so, and they thought this would be kind of be a, a fun idea so let's just go on with this i'm just at a hostel here a hostel one in madrid uh, tara and i we leave today we go to bilbao which is north coast spain not too far from the the french border uh, between france and spain and then i guess uh, yeah, after bilbao we go to san sebastian and then Zaragoza, and then after that, Barcelona. And in that time, it'll be about eight days altogether. So, um, yeah, and then after Barcelona, we fly over to Prague in the Czech Republic. So, And then from there, there's a bunch of things I won't get into. I'm sure we'll talk again before that's all done. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been a, a hell of a trip so far. I think last time I was talking to the guys, but I'll wrap, uh, catch everybody up. Uh, Tara and I were in Ireland. We rented a car. We drove pretty much around the entire coast. It was really rushed. We were only there for about six days. Uh, so every day was just jam-packed of driving. Uh, driving on <laughs> driving on the uh, left-hand side uh, of, the, of the road and the steering wheel on the right-hand side of the vehicle. So that's very interesting. I haven't done that in about 12 years. Last time I did that was, it would have been Australia, so that was exciting. <laughs> got the hang of it really quickly though, so that was good. Country, country road driving really got me acclimated to it. Uh, just leaving Dublin was the tricky part. Um, Dublin was kind of uh, wild uh, for accommodation. It took us a long time to find some decently priced accommodation in Dublin, uh, just because uh, I believe Ireland took around 50 to 60,000 Ukrainian refugees. So the, um, you know, the housing accommodation department there, any kind of hospitality has just been jam packed with, with people, not just, you know, obviously Ukrainians taking all of it up, but travelers, like lots of people traveled to Ireland too. So it's just been a bit a big mess and um, people were jacking up the prices, sadly, in Dublin. So uh, there was times where we found like an inflatable mattress in the living room uh, for like, oh, what was it, like 90 bucks or something like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, no, uh, Ireland was amazing. And to rent a car, like I went to Ireland once before and that was just Dublin. Galway, Belfast, that was it. Uh, but this was very, very in-depth. Uh, for the only six days, we really covered a lot of ground, and we saw a lot of things, so that was amazing. Uh, we didn't do uh, the Kerry Ring. We did uh, a different one that one of our Airbnb hosts recommended, and it's a, it's a little bit off the beaten track, but it was incredible. Amazing views like you... You hear stories about like fairies and uh, wood nymphs and stuff like that, and you definitely believe that's true when you're traveling somewhere as mystic and magical as Ireland. And uh, yeah, no, it was it was, it was absolutely incredible going up the the west coast. Uh, sadly, we didn't have any time in Galway. Uh, Tara got to see the Cliffs of Moher, also known as the Cliffs of Insanity, if you're a Princess Bride fan. But that was later in the evening when a lot of the tourist information offices were closed. 
So that was a bit of a bummer. Uh, but no, we made it work. We made it work. Uh, the, the, the driving was just absolutely winding roads. There's even a section of a highway we drove called the Corkscrew because it was just absolutely winding. If I uh, didn't get the chance to... If I wasn't driving with Tara, I definitely would have been going faster and a bit more erratic. It was a lot of fun. And driving the whole thing in a Suzuki something, I forget what it was, but it was it was a wonderful vehicle. Uh, All-wheel drive. Uh, just a kick-ass car. Like, at first, we were making fun of it a lot. We named it Maeve. <laughs> and uh, then we rented a different vehicle in Portugal that I'll, I'll quickly touch about uh, later on uh, that really... Um, made Maeve, uh, our white Suzuki in Ireland, that much better. Uh, but absolutely, absolutely wonderful trip in Ireland. Northern Ireland was great. Just so many things to see, the coastal drives, everything like that. Uh, just wanted to quickly touch on uh, music, because I was listening to a lot of the Cranberries or Irish music, like the Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphys, uh, Irish bands, or that of Irish music. It was just more so to get the kind of theme. It's not that I listen to those songs all the time and everything, but we uh, we just thought it'd be fun to get into the the mood of Ireland. And yeah, yeah. So like I, yeah, yeah. I'll take a few shots of like listening to some common songs that are played a lot. Some are. I'd, I would say more so the Canadian uh, indie rock is the least popular <laughs> music I listen to. Uh, by other people, because, you know, everyone hates on Canadian music, except me, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, joking aside, there's lots of great Canadian artists that people love. Um, but uh, other things I was listening to, pardon me, um, I had it written down here, I thought. Yeah, no, like, Darren, Tara and I, we made a playlist together where uh, we can both add music to a playlist. Um, one song that I kind of got into as well was uh, I Will Follow You. <laughs> Uh, the reason I started listening to the, the original of that was because I uh, really liked the, the movie Sister Act. <laughs> so I wanted to listen to the original. I haven't listened to it yet, so I thought I'd do that. And uh, it's, it's actually super catchy now. It's uh, I Will Follow You. Let me see if I can quickly find it. Uh, Ricky Nelson is the singer. Um, recently added songs to my liked songs on Spotify. I uh, got Right Turn, a lot of Alice in Chains, because I just got into an Alice in Chains uh, mood before I left Canada. Like Right Turn, Wood, Over Now, the live version, Man in the Box, and then some other ones, uh, <laughs> just because I just thought they were super catchy. We were partying, it, partying in the, the Hell Attack trailer a lot uh, in the late season. We Know Speak American, Yolanda Be Cool, Decap, uh, Walk Around, Double A Ron, Jay Dillon. Uh, trade delinquents, delinquent habits. Uh, theme for Namgar, Cruson, uh, Old Yorn, Burst. These are just like random songs. They're not not really into the the artists yet. Uh, Breathe the Prodigy, Roses, uh, Emin Beck remix, Saint John, J H N. Uh, a Girl Like You, Edwin Collins' Wicked Game, Chris Isaac. <laughs> Not sure why I got to those. I think I got an argument with somebody. Somebody was saying um, Wicked Game uh, by, was it Three Days Grace? or Thier Theory of a Dead Man was, was so awesome. I'm like, no, you can't beat the original with Chris Isaac. That's pretty unreal. Unless you have like a female singer when they can really tap into that. 
Uh, Pride and Glory, this would have been Zach Wilde's band before Black Label Society, and after he was done with Ozzy Osbourne as his guitarist. Uh, the song Love and Woman, super good. I really like that song because uh, there's some mandolin. I just got back into that album. Uh, Son and Tans, uh, and then uh, that's uh, Clayton Co. Russell. Tara's been listening to a, a playlist, and that song was included, so that was kind of getting my, my foot tapping and everything. And then uh, a recent song that somebody recommended to me was Everybody's Gotta Live. And that's by Love. And it's a pretty fucking sweet song, actually. Um, props to one of my buddies for it. Kind of reminded me of my uh, high-level firefighting days at our gazebo at Foot Lake Fire Camp. So it's just one of those kind of like sing songs, uh, sing along with uh, your, your boys and your, your friends and everything. Uh, after Ireland, we went to Madeira. Madeira was really nice. Um, had a, a friend who has a villa there, so we stayed at that place and got to explore around. Very cool island, very interesting history. After doing some hikes and catching some rays around 28 degrees, that would have been early, mid-November, we went to mainland Portugal and rented a, after Porto, which is an amazing city, love Porto, we rented a Fiat 500, and oh my god, that car was a hunk of junk. <laughs> I wish I could praise that thing more. Uh, the only con uh, convenient thing about it was its size and how it could fit into narrow Portuguese alleys and narrow winding roads. Uh, everything else about it was garbage. Very, very unusual car indeed. And it took me a little while to adjust to it. And this time, Tara jumped in for driving. Uh, in Ireland, Tara didn't want to drive on the opposite side of the road, uh, especially at nighttime. I just thought it would be too difficult. And so I did, I did all the driving in Ireland, and then Tara had definitely helped out with uh, the Portuguese driving from uh, here and there. After Porto, we went down to Peniche. I've got some friends that live there, and some friends from England that also know these friends, so mutual friends. And we all met up in Peniche, and it was a lot of fun. Lots of live music, lots of beach visits, a lot of wine. Oh my god, a lot of... I think we, as a group of six, we drank... I think nine bottles of wine. Yep, and I drink probably about uh, eight beer as well, <laughs> with a mix of wine too. But uh, yeah, all good, all good. Tara got hit hard the next morning. Oh my goodness, she was rough. Uh, she had, she <laughs> she needed a, a me day. Let's just say that. But we had a nice little. Uh, they call it an annex, which is just like a little separate hangout room. Uh, with a bed and everything in our own little bathroom at our friend's place. So that was perfect. From there we went to Lisbon. Lisbon was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of things. Uh, we even went to Belém and had those, uh, what are they called? Oh god, I'm to butcher it. Uh, Nadas, something like that. It's a flaky pastry with a kind of a custard center that's a bit like uh, burnt on the top. Very delicious. And then we went to, to Spain. So with Spain, I was going to do relating ground because I know I've already been talking for so long. Uh, we got Seville, which was a lot of fun. We actually went out partying one night and had a lot of fun with that after a flamenco show, which was very good. Ooh, I was going to say in Lisbon, we also saw Fado, which is um, a, a singing. Uh, it's, it's usually quite depressing um, and sad. Uh, not so upbeat. Uh, songs of sorrow and you know loss um you know for forgotten 
um, you know, days or days that um, somebody once missed. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a hor horrible job explaining it, but it's it's a very Portuguese thing. No one, like, Fado is Portuguese, apparently. Um, and I would say flamenco is definitely Spanish, and they, they, there are similarities, I would say, but definitely a different style. They, they, they're, they're, they're made their own, like with Fado, you wouldn't have dancing, as far as I understand. Flamenco, you absolutely have dancing, and lots of clapping, and it goes with the, uh, the beat of the, uh, the people who are dancing, whether it's a woman or a man, or um, together. Uh, pounding their feet onto the ground, they're tapping their feet on the ground as they dance and clap. And, uh, the, the band around them claps too, and the singers clap. And it's very, very cool. You kind of get lost in the, the trance of the, the clapping and the rhythm because everyone has their own beat that they goes to, go to. It's very, very catchy. I definitely like that style of music, flamenco. Uh, Fado is also very moving, but it's almost like a, a spoken word kind of poetry with some music. You definitely have a Spanish guitar and mandolin and other instruments along with it too. But uh, you can also do it just um, no, just absolutely. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it a cappella, <laughs> but just uh, just the singer solo. Uh, yeah. So in Seville, we had a great time. After Seville, we zipped on over to Malaga. I had a good time, met up some friends that Tara has from uh, Jasper, that she, she met in Jasper. That was a lot of fun. Then moved up to Granada, had some nature. Uh, very mountainous area, it's absolutely gorgeous. I'd definitely go there, go back there in a heartbeat. Alhambra, which is this massive palace, uh, absolutely stunning, gorgeous views. Granada was a wonderful city, I would definitely go to that area in a heartbeat. The city's very cool too, so I would definitely visit again. And then after Granada, we shot over to Cordova, a very old uh, town or city. Lots of ruins, uh, lots of giant churches, my God. Uh, churches that have been converted from uh, a mosque, obviously. The Moorish uh, population was massive in Spain, and then the Catholics took over. After Cordova, we made our way to Madrid, and here we are. But uh, it's been a wonderful trip so far. Uh, it's definitely cooling off. Where in Seville we were still in the the low twenties, uh, nineteen, high teens, low twenties. We're starting starting to now get to um, the low teens, um, high single digits. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the way it's going to be. I think it's going to warm up a little bit in Bilbao, just be on the north coast, and then Barcelona as well. It'll get a little bit warmer. Um, but yeah, no, one thing I can say that's been very amusing to me with uh, being in Spain is the, the lisp, uh, which is natural, but it just gets me all the time. And I catch myself doing it, and then I feel like a jackass. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun uh, just hearing. So when, I'm, when I talk about going to places, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to Bilbao, and then we're going to San Sebastian, and then we're going to Zaragoza, and then Barcelona. Yeah, it definitely cracks Tara up time to time. I think I'm starting to get on her nerves now. Oh, I was going to say we did a, a day trip to Toledo as well, which is which is a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sorry for talking so quiet. I'm sure there's a lot of bass to my voice right now. It's just I'm in a hostel, and it's uh, 9.30, so people are still kind of waking up. Anyway, I'm taking a lot longer than I, I thought I would, but I just thought I'd give everyone kind of a wrap-up of what I've been getting up to um, and then kind of pitch into what Brian and Tim were saying. 
because you know I got things going on in my life too, and I can't just be the silent one. I gotta I gotta jump in here and there. No one, the, the, the people haven't heard my voice in quite some time, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I wanted to say something about the music. I didn't really hear any uh, anything that Tim and Brian uh, have been listening to as of late. I think a little bit. They just dove into it a little bit, but that's fair. Um, I, I also we haven't. I haven't really been listening to so much music lately. I've been more so catching up on podcasts, especially like. Um, sports radio shows that I, I, I download after and uh, check out, listen to. Uh, Tara and I were listening to a lot of uh, the history of new music in Ireland as well, just to get caught up in that. And, you know, we'd, we'd be talking to each other, telling each other stories. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, like Tara's a massive uh, Britpop fan from uh, the 90s and early 2000s, like Oasis, uh, Lillard Blur, Arctic Monkeys, absolutely. So I know that. Um, Alan Cross and the history of new music, he covers that a lot. So we thought we'd listen to that. And then it's another, sh- you know, like old, um, early 2000s, um, you know, music facts and whatnot. So we did a deep dive in Lincoln Park and, um, oh, just like random uh, music facts and bands that shot themselves in the foot and things like that. So definitely a very interesting podcast if you haven't heard of Alan Cross and the history of the music I would highly recommend checking it out there's some wonderful episodes he talks about uh, sorry some um, wonderful themes and topics he, he covers in bands not to mention bands um, going into Twitter uh, Twitter use is so minimal for me um, I honestly only got into it to help jump in or not help but to jump in on topics from the TSN 1260 radio shows that I listen to because they all like talk about Twitter and post on Twitter all the time and I've definitely fallen off the wagon from that I, I haven't been looking because I haven't been watching as much hockey but I've been following the podcasts and you know up to date uh, things here um, another thing with sports I've been um, I've been trying to watch as much World Cup as possible sometimes it just doesn't work because we're on the bus or we're touring around looking at the city and you know like I'm here to travel um, you know and if I do get a chance to sit down and watch TV that's great um, pretty disappointed in the Canadian uh, tournament, uh, the Canadian uh, part of the tournament so far. I really thought they should have won the game against Belgium. I know a lot of other people thought that too, but oh man, like it's such a such a roller coaster of emotions, absolutely. Um, and then I was really um, sad about the Croatia outcome. Like it, it seemed like I, we were looking for a bar, so I missed the goal. Fuck, I was so mad about that. Uh, this, uh, we were in, pardon me, we were in Granada, and there was a, a local club game for the Granada team, and I think they're in top league, I don't know. Um, but they were, they were playing at that same time. So this one restaurant that we were going to, because it was recommended to us, uh, we didn't... Uh, they they wouldn't change it to the Canadian Croatia the Canada Croatia game and they're like nope we can't do it the local clubs playing and nobody was watching the game and they had two TVs so like, can you change that TV maybe nope not possible so that fucked us over and we we weren't able to catch the the first like five minutes of the game so we missed the Alfonso Davies goal Canada's first goal of the World Cup so very disappointed about that and then the rest of the game um, I know the big thing that's been circling the tournament. Uh, especially leading up to the Croatia game was John Herdman's comments about we're going to F Croatia and you know his rally speech to his guys I thought it was great I honestly love that swagger uh, Canadians are usually um, 
you know, taught to be, you know, very humble. Um, the only thing I was worried about was waking the sleeping giant because at that time, Croatia drew Morocco, and you're like, okay, maybe we got a chance against Mar uh, Croatia. But then he pipes that up. He doesn't take out, um, oh, good Lord, I'm forgetting, blanking on uh, the midfielder's name. But uh, he's definitely older, and he wasn't doing so well. And he got burned. And they, some of the uh, analysts I've been listening to were saying that uh, he got, he's pretty much responsible for all four goals, but for sure three of them. <laughs> so that's kind of a bummer. It's a big hit. And, you know, maybe you play him a little bit, but not the entire time. I don't know. But, yeah, I was definitely hoping for... Um, you know, a win or a draw against either Belgium or Croatia, but we got neither. So I'm very proud of the team. But in the end, uh, once the tournament's all said and done, I'll still be rather, you know, disappointed. Um, you know, not so much negative in a sense, just, you know, a feeling that we could have got more. And I'm just a fan. Like, I'm not one of the athletes. I'm not the coach. I'm not part of Soccer Canada. So I can only imagine what those guys are going through right now. But it's it you know what we qualified for this we're automatically qualified for the next one because uh canada is a part of was one of the hosts so well, this is a big learning lesson so we'll see how it goes uh next next time around in 2026 but yeah yeah twitter yeah but i but i yeah, i agree with your views though um you know like free speech people should have free speech if you're a piece of shit then you just don't follow those people i don't know it sucks that they have like some of those people have such a massive following, and you know that does do some things. But at one point, you know, who are you to say that someone has the right to talk or not? And cancel culture, and we've gotten that before with com comedians. So I'm kind of happy that a lot of comedians haven't been canceled yet, completely. Um, the grocery app. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting one, Tim. You're always thinking, you know, you're such a clever cat. You're always coming up with something cool, wily. Um, I'm like, t uh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not like Brian. Um, definitely not a buyer. In this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, I actually like, t Tara and I really enjoy uh, cooking and baking together. And we, we love going to grocery stores and seeing what's on sale or what's new and exciting and uh, picking that up and, making something like if watermelon's cheap then it's like all right cool like what can we do with watermelon if you know <coughs> we go to um you know a cheese shop and we see that one's you know on on a bigger on a better deal like if we got halloumi all of a sudden okay well we're going to be doing lots of um you know more north african dishes and possible like frying pan stuff because halloumi is great to do grill if we if brie's on sale then it's like okay let's buy some brie or camembert and throw some berries in there so it's definitely a more of a uh, you know get get go to the store and get your inspiration kind of thing so no like uh yeah <laughs> I, I i like finding that time and and doing it uh usually it's like on my way from work or on the way to work or on a day off and we'll incorporate it with like maybe going out for a beer or two or meeting up with some friends before or after or maybe i need to go to canadian tire or some kind of shop to grab some other things like it's usually like part of the day and I don't know I find I find some calmness to it it, it, it and I know Tim is just blowing his mind right now 
I don't, and like, I mean comments by like, you know, like Tara and I will go up to the aisles and make jokes and laugh and everything like that. Uh, not so much going to Costco and being stuck behind, you know, a million people. That is a fucking nightmare. And I avoid Costco on the weekend at all cost. Go. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, you're, you're just asking for a headache. And how many gray hairs I have? My God, man. I don't need any more. Although it'll happen. And, yeah, it's all good. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, we actually had a, a class in high school that encouraged us to, like, uh, price compare and, you know, go for certain uh, deals and, like, you know, how much are you getting per 100 grams or per kilogram or whatever um and like usually with grocery shopping i'll go to the liquor store and go grocery shopping there too uh, so yeah it's all good like i'm all about uh, stretching my dollar as much as possible because then i get to do fun things like go traveling but uh yeah like it's it's really not a non-issue for me sorry sorry tim i love you buddy but yeah not uh, not sold on this uh and also, it sounds like if this company came to fruition, there'd be a, a bidding war by grocery stores to support their shop more. So, like, lots of advertisement and stuff. So there might be a little bit of biasness coming in there. Um, not really ensuring the quality of the product, um, with overdoing the quantity. It may, you know, it may result in waste. So it's like, oh, well, if you just throw an extra dollar in here, we're going to give you, like, you know, an extra 10 potatoes. And it's just like, well, I don't need that much. But somebody might be like, okay, well, fine. And then before you know it, they got to throw them out too. So I don't know, I'm not really for that. Um, then I, you know, yeah, it's just one idea I had. Who knows how legit that would be. Um, yeah. <coughs> so yeah, that's pretty much for me, guys. Um, yeah, no, I had a good little laugh uh, as you guys were talking on the, on the podcast. Definitely miss you. Definitely miss talking to you guys more regularly. Um, Tara says hi, and yeah, we're looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys at some point. Um, not sure when we're coming to Ontario, but it's always good to chit-chat, you know, keep in touch about everything. But uh, yeah, this is kind of the worst send-off ever, ever, but it's starting to get to the point where uh, we're going to have a, a walking tour of Madrid, and then at 2 o'clock we're getting a, a blah-blah car. It's a, an app for a rideshare. Uh, to Bilbao, so that's at two o'clock here. So I need to start getting ready. I'm gonna get some coffee and some churros, free churros for breakfast. How about that at this hostel? But yeah. Anyway, hope you guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Cheers.